Good evening and welcome back to Empowerment of Faith Kingdom Center for Ambassadors. I am Elder Tori and I am delighted to be back on this platform to be able to minister the word once again. Uh, definitely want to take a moment to thank Dr. Larry. It's not um, anytime there's an opportunity to minister, to minister, it's definitely not taken lightly. So I thank you, Dr. Larry, for allowing me to be on this platform to be able to minister the word once again. So with that being said, I just also want to take a moment to encourage you guys to be sure to like, share, and subscribe to our channel if you have not already done so. And if you guys are tuning in with us again, we definitely welcome you. And if this is your first time tuning in with us, we definitely extend a, a warm welcome. So we are actually going to go ahead and jump right on in. As we continue talking about repent, true repentance and remorse. And last week we talked heavily about repentance and what it was. And so we will do a, let me pull that back up. We will do a quick, quick review on um, what repentance is. And so when we look at repentance and or repent in the Hebrew, it means to repent. Repent means to destroy was to destroy what's been established on the inside so when you truly truly repent that thing or whatever that whatever that what is that you're involved in you destroy that you get rid of anything in it that would try anything in you i should say that would try to draw you back see the thing is is that well i leave it right there we already talked about it but you are destroying the thing that's trying to destroy you so we're going to pick up right where we left off is how do I know if I have truly repented? And one way to know if I truly repented is, is you change. One evidence of one thing that about true repentance, how you know that you've changed is that there's evidence of it. I mean, how, how do you know if you're truly repentant? There's evidence of change. So we're going to pick up right here. One thing we talked about guilt and shame, that when you truly repent and you allow the Father to cleanse you and how we, uh, scripture tells us that he remembers, the, he remembers as far as the East is from the West. And one thing that we know is that the East and the West, they never touch each other. They never come in contact with each other. So when we go through what's called the process of repentance, and that's something that we'll actually talk about next, the process of repentance, the Father doesn't continue to show, doesn't continue to throw things in your face after you've repented and you've really shoot you really turned away from that so let's get into our next point um how do i know if i truly repented if you return to the same act or actions are you repeating the same confession that's not true repentance and so let's just take a moment to uh, to deal with this this is but your iniquities have separated you from elohim and your sins have hit and your sins have hidden his face from you so that he will not hear. So if we continually, if we're confessing every single weekend <clears throat> or we're making this father, forgive me for doing this, father, forgive me for doing that. If you have truly repented, there is no need to consistently confess the same thing over and over again, because if you are 
are if you are willfully rebellious, then that's a decision that you've made to continue to do something. See, going up, I know, and I can only speak for myself, but I know I had this misconception that if I re confess my sins, if I confess what I did, that, okay, I repented. But even when, like I mentioned in part one, that when I was in college, I was pre-planning my, my sin and I was pre-planning my repentance or well, what I thought was repentance, but pre-planning to confess for what I did, what I was doing is wrong. That wasn't rebel. That wasn't a uh, true repentance. That was basically trying to find a way to, well, well, let me not say it like that. That was religion has taught us that if you confess, the father will forgive you. And yes, confession, like I said, confession is a part of repentance, but continuing to repeat the same thing is just that is basically you're wanting the father to feel sorry for you. You are feeling sorry for yourself. You know what you're doing is wrong, but you're not trying to make a you're not making a decision to change and align yourself with the father, but you want to feel good in the sin that you're committing right now. You if you constantly repent, you are wanting those uh, that those if you are constantly repenting, you're not turning. You're not, you're not destroying what's controlling you. And what that continuous, that continuous confession is doing is not doing anything. If anything, it's just appealing to that emotional, those emotions that we feel when we mess up and when we do something wrong. Yes, you can be remorseful and not confess. See, the thing is that we have to realize, especially when it comes to emotions, emotions don't cause repentance. Now, their emotions can play a place, and we'll talk about that as we get into remorse, um, but feeling bad about your sin, confessing and crying these big crocodile tears, crocodile tears, crocodile tears, <laughs> let me get my words out, and if you are continuing to face every, the same thing over and over again, you might as well save those tears, because that's not true repentance, just think about that, if somebody just, um, I think about my children. I think about my children a lot, especially my son. And he, I mean, he's a two-year-old boy and he bothers his sister a lot. He bothers her. Like he'll just go up and hit her and she'll cry, mommy, Gabe did da, 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 da. And a lot of times I'm like, you know, Gabe, you can't do that. Tell your sister, sorry. And he'll say, sorry. And he's doing it again, five minutes later. So he's not repenting from anything he's just going through that process of confessing because that's what I've told him to do and many times especially with confession and not true repentance we've been told through the religious realm and the Christian I won't say religious realm but religious setting I should say that if you confess then oh the father will forgive you well my son when he hits my daughter and I tell him to tell her sorry he still gets in trouble when he hits her again because he didn't confess. He, I mean, he confessed, but he didn't repent. He went right back to it. And so that's one thing to be mindful of. If you are repenting the same, or not repenting, but repeating the same confession every single week or however so often, it's time to take a self-evaluation. It's time to look at ourselves and say, hey, 
I'm com I'm com I'm confessing this same confession, but there's no change. You know, I feel bad when I do this, but there's no change. What's really going on? So that's one thing to know that if we truly repent it, if you don't go back to it, if you confess and your confession is real and you're not repeating the same thing, that's showing you that you truly repented. Because the thing we talked about, shoe, that shoe burns up. It completely destroys. It doesn't leave anything for you to go back to. Um, so we can go ahead and move on because I don't want to get too far ahead of myself. But um, let's talk about the process of repentance. Now, this is something when I heard that when I really started learning about repentance and got a really a good solid understanding of it. I, as I started to think about it and see that, yes, repentance is a process. You know, many times, well, let's just dig right on into it and we'll talk about it. <clears throat> and right back up. The process of repentance. So the first thing before many times we talked, no, I've said it quite a few times, is that people think that if they confess that the Father will forgive them. And yes, that's a part of it, but people are skipping other steps of repentance and jumping straight to confession and thinking they're okay when that's not the case. See, the first thing about repentance is when you go through the process of repentance, the first thing that a person must do is that you have to change your belief system. You have to turn, you have to turn away and get rid of those ideas, those thoughts, those precepts that have been in your belief system that have been controlling you, determining your action actions scripture tells us that as a man thinks so is he so if we've only been receiving bad precepts if we've only been receiving precepts of the world that don't align with the father then when we go through the process of repentance you got to change that you can't jump down to confession and oh i confess this so i'm good but you you skip the process of changing your belief system, jump down to the confession. That's why there's no change because you never changed your belief system. So we have to go through the process of changing, going through what's called the six stages of conformity. And I don't have it in here, but it's it's been it's been covered. Um, but you first gotta deal with that precept. And that precept is the original thought, it's the original idea. And that precept leads to a concept. And the concept, what that is, is that it's a thought that you agree with. And those thoughts that you agree with make up make up your convictions. And your convictions make up your ideology. And your ideology is a um your ideology are the thoughts that you think about, which leads to your belief system. And your belief system is different sets of convictions, and that leads to your to your lifestyle. And so the actions that you're making. So when it comes to repentance, you first have to check that belief system. I just mentioned doing the self-evaluation. Well, what am I putting in? What is inside my belief system? The reason why I'm acting like this. So when we go through the process of repentance, you got to go all the way back to that first precept and you got to burn that up. You got to get rid of that precept that's causing you. it, And it may have been, something, the idea that may have been implanted in your mind when you were 15 years old and now you're 40 years old and you've been allowing this single thought, this single precept to dictate you for years, to dictate your life, determine your actions for years. And so now that as you, 
as you go through the process of repentance, you're coming into the knowledge of the truth. You have to uproot that thought. And that's why it's not always easy when you're going through the process of cleaning out your belief system, but it's possible. See, many times you have to spend time before the father, before time, before the father in his presence, asking him, you know, father, David said, created me a clean, the weed said, created me a clean heart and a steadfast spirit. So he had to as well go through that process of seeing what was in him so he could come out so he can make that exchange. And many times, like I said, people are confessing with no change because they never change their belief system. What they may have <clears throat> knowledge of what they've done is wrong and they've confessed of it. But if you don't go through that process of getting that completely out of your belief system, you're going to go back to it. So as you get things out your belief system, you've got to make that exchange. You've got to make that exchange and fill, fill that open space now with the word. Scripture in First Timothy tells us that um, the Father wants all men to be saved and come into the knowledge of the truth. So yes, and, and the thing about that is that we have to seek the Father to get his knowledge because the world takes every opportunity to pour its doctrine in. It takes every opportunity to pour what they want in you so that you can be a product of the world versus a product of Elohim, a product of the word, a product of meditating on the Father and allowing him to come in and change your belief system. And so that does apply to the process of repentance because many times you got to go in and say hey why am I doing this hey what's going on what 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 am I missing what am I ignorant of and so many times people are just ignorant of the part of the fact that they have to go through the um they have to go through changing their belief system scripture tells us to renew our minds so many people are trying to confess and receive the benefits with no change they're trying to receive what the father wants since so the father like we said he wants for all men to be saved and come to knowledge truth as ambassadors we do have many rights a part of the kingdom but many times people they just want, they want the fruit of it. They want the father's hand, but not his, they want to seek, they want the father's hand, but they don't want to seek his face. They want everything that the world has to offer, but they want the father to be okay with it. And it doesn't work like that. So that's why many times when people confess something, there's no change because they're still putting in things of the world and not what the father wants you, not what the father is putting, not, not kingdom precepts aren't being put in so once you go through that process of changing your belief system um right here in Yochanan 4 16 as we go well let me not do let's let's stop let's back up um so you change your once you go through the process of changing your belief system making that making that exchange in your thoughts now it's time to detox you got to make that decision not to go back you have to make that decision not to engage in those things that you used to. Uh, I know many times I think about, once again, I think about my children when it comes to repentance and when it comes to, well, let me share this example first. So here um, in our house, what we do with our children is that, especially with TV, we will 
filter, we try to filter out everything. We try to watch everything before we allow our children to watch it. And so one thing that um, my daughter, she showed me this show that she wanted to watch. And she knows now that basically that me or her dad, my husband, has to watch it before we allow them to watch it. So she showed me the show and she was like, mommy, you know, can you watch this? So you can, she always says, if you can see if it's good for little kids or not. So I was like, okay, you know, I'll watch it. So this particular show, I watched it and um, she asked me about it a few days later and I was like, you know, baby girl, I don't, we're not going to watch this show because it has some things in there that mommy and daddy just don't want you exposed to right now. And so she was like, okay, so a few days later, or it may have been a week or so later, she came to me and she said, you know, mommy, um, I'm sorry, I went and watched that show that you told me not to watch, and we we talked about it, and um, she was like, and I was like, all right, I was like, okay, now, baby girl, so we talked about this, you know, now we're not going to watch that show, right, and she was like, yeah, we're not going to watch it, and so what happened afterwards is that anytime she would see the thumbnail of that show, she would say, hey, mommy, that's that show we said we're not going to watch. Or there was a particular time she was with her grandparents and, you know, they just put the show on not knowing that we had set this rule that she wasn't allowed to watch this show. And she was, <laughs> she was like, mommy, he put that show on. And I said, my mommy said we can't watch it because it has da-da-da-da-da-da. But what she did was she did she went through the process of repentance you know and even the first time when she told me that she watched the show she said that she liked it and she thought it was a good show but as we talked about it and we and I explained to her and I and don't get me wrong I don't explain everything some things are this is what I say and and that's how it is and you yeah so that's how it is um but she told me she was like you know I, I like the show but she made that decision not to go back and watch it. So even when we weren't around or if it came up on her tablet, she would tell me, mommy, this came up on my tablet, but I didn't watch it. But what she did was she liked that show, but because we had set this rule in our household, she made that change in her belief system. Not only did she make that change in her belief system, but she made the decision not to go back to it. So she detoxed. She had to get that out and make an exchange and what did she do when she made that exchange she found another show that she liked another show that we had already said that it was okay for her to watch so even a five-year-old child understands this process as adults we too can make that decision and she even and she and I know she liked the show so I know that for her and her five-year-old mind, that that may not have been an easy decision for her because she, I mean, she did go back and watch it after I told her not to, but she did come back. She made a confession. She confessed and she changed. And that takes us to our uh, last point right here that says uh, confession and change. When you confess, you acknowledge the error. So she acknowledged what she did was wrong and she came and told me, but she, before she even made a confession. She made a change in her belief system and she made a decision to not go back to that. But another thing that I want to point out is that, well, let's read this scripture right here. We talked about it. 
If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. So when we make that confession, when we truly go through this process of changing our belief system, we make the decision that, hey, I'm not going to do that again. Then I make the confession and I change. The father forgives it from the forgives us and he cleanses us and he puts us in a righteous position so you have to be in position before your words even are effective because many times people are confessing they what they're and what they say it sounds good but the father don't hear it especially if you are in a willfully rebellious state he doesn't hear it so if we go back to this example with my daughter one thing that I want to point out is that and this isn't, and she's done this quite a bit to where she, you know, she'll confess something and she'll come tell either me or my husband, you know, what she did and we'll talk about it. And sometimes we talk about it and that's it. But sometimes she will make her confession and we still have to deal with it. We still have to deal with the consequence of this, of the decision that she made, even though she confessed. And many times when she confesses, she does get in trouble or there is some type of repercussion for the confession, that, well, not for the confession, for the decision that she made that led to her to confess. If I, I'm still, and I'm still like, baby girl, I love you, but I'm making this decision. You're being disciplined because we love you. And many times with the father, many times people will confess and they feel like they should, oh, I make this confession. Now the father's going to get me off the hook. Well, many times you still have to, there is a repercussion for your decision. There are, and there is a judgment, but that doesn't mean that the father is going to leave you out to dry. That doesn't mean that the father, because he's forgiving your sins and he's cleansed you and purified you, that doesn't mean that there's still some things that we have to deal with from that. For example, if you run a red light and it causes you to be in a wreck, okay, and you can go tell that police officer, the judge, whatever, oh, you know, I'm so sorry I ran the red light, but if your car is damaged, that doesn't mean that you're now a criminal because you were in a wreck because you ran the red light. What that means is that that damage from that car, that's still something that you have to deal with. But as we go through that process, just because we repent, Yes, the father forgives us of the sin, but that doesn't mean we're off the hook from the from the repercussion of that decision. And so in that case, you know, the good thing about that is that the father, he loves us. You can say, Father, I messed up. I know I messed up. But Father, help me go forward. How do I make decisions now to go forward? How do I deal with this? father and he will help you deal with the holy spirit will give you wisdom and knowledge on how to deal but that doesn't mean because you've confessed that you have gotten that you're freed from any repercussions of the decision that you have made and so that's important for us to understand that when it comes to repentance that because we've gone through the process because because we've gone through the process and many times if we're dealing with some of the consequences of the decision, it doesn't mean that the father didn't forgive us. It doesn't mean that the father doesn't love us any less, but there were consequences to our actions. Everything is governed by laws. And so, yeah, so let's go on to our next point. Uh, I am <clears throat> running low on time. So we are going to go ahead and just jump right onto remorse. And remorse is something that I've mentioned quite a bit throughout um, this particular teaching, but we haven't really got into it. So this is um, 
And this is just the Google definition that I looked up. And remorse is deep regret or guilt for a wrong committed. And one thing is that remorse is not bad. Remorse does serve a purpose, serve a place. But one thing that we must understand that when it comes to remorse is that it it does deal and deal with your emotions. So uh, the trichotomy of man is that you have the mind, will, and the emotions. And emotions serve a purpose, emotions serve a place. But emotions don't change a person. Emotion does not... Yes, I would say that emotion doesn't result in a person having a change. What it does is that, yes, you know, you can feel shame, you can feel guilty, you can feel all these things, but unless you, it doesn't mean that you repent it. You know, we talked about how people have these confessions and they have these crocodile tears with their confession, but you can confess and not change anything. You can feel bad and be full of remorse and not change a thing. An example of that is um, it's Pharaoh. It's Pharaoh when Moshe, when he went to him and, you know, the father sent him, told him to let the people go. Um, and Pharaoh, he didn't change. There were gnats came through. There was the river turned to blood. There were flies. There were frogs. Cattle died. There was a lot that, and Pharaoh was warned about this, that basically, hey, if you don't let these people go, um, this is what Elohim said. If you don't let these people go, then this is going to happen. The flies are going to happen. The, the dead cattle is going to happen. The river's gonna turn, The river will turn to blood. Next, and this is just some of the few things that happened. And after the gnats or the blood or the flies or whatever came through, Pharaoh would say, well, send for Moses. And Moses, Moshe, I should say, I should, Moshe would come back and he would say, you know, Tell your tell, plead with your Elohim to do this and to do that. And you know, Moses would go back before the father and he would clear everything up. And but still, Pharaoh never changed. And as he, you know, still calling Moshe to come back, calling Moshe to do this, saying that, you know, like just get rid of it. What happened if you read it, Mo, uh, Pharaoh's heart starts to harden. And it's a lot in that. But what I want to pull out for this specific for, for this particular teaching is that he was remorseful, but there was no change. And so that's one thing that is important for us to understand that you can be remorseful and change nothing. Just because you're remorseful and it feels and you feel bad and you want your brother, your sister, your mama, your daddy, you want everybody to feel bad for you, that doesn't mean anything is going to change. That doesn't mean that you will live a different lifestyle because you feel bad, right? And so that's why it's important to understand that repentance and remorse are two completely different things. You can repent, the father forgives you, and you can even have a holy remorse. And let's pull that up. So we're going to look at example. So... So right here, because we're running out of time, I will be very brief. Right here, um, there's actually two words in the Hebrew for. Uh, let me pull that back up. Uh, 